you know, you have to realize when I first started my business, my first business, yeah. um, my parents, they didn't know how I made money. They thought I was a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. I'm your host, Billy Garton Jr., a 21-year-old entrepreneur and professional athlete. On this podcast, we'll be interviewing some of the most successful world leaders in their space in both business and sport. People who've amassed success, wealth, abundance, and most importantly, happiness, often after fighting incredible adversity. The hope is that through this podcast, we're not just going to inspire you or motivate you, but rather through the tips and hints that my guests share, spur you into action. If you're young and motivated, join me on this journey as we ignite the passion through some of the world's most inspiring stories. You know, when you wake up every day knowing exactly what you're striving for, nothing can stop you. Today I spoke to Jason Saltzman. Now in the next hour, you are going to learn how the power of raw human connection is fundamental to success in both business and in life. And you're also going to discover that despite failing over 20 times, Jason was still able to achieve enormous success and you can too. Now if you find this episode valuable, Please make sure that by now you have subscribed to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast and please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As we attempt to make this a top 25 business podcast, everything that you can do to help us reach that target would mean the absolute world to me. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. I could not be more excited for today's guest. Jason Saltzman is an entrepreneur, innovator, investor, writer, mentor, you name it. He's raised over $16 million in 2015 for a company he founded called Ali, which we will touch on in a little bit. He's advised hundreds of startups offering real life and practical application. What an unbelievable guy! We're excited to have you on, Jason. Thank you for taking the time. That was a that was a that was an amazing intro. I can <laughs> I can only I can only go downhill from here. <laughs> well, let's but make no, it go I'm, uphill. I'm we can go uphill. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to um, to connect with your audience and provide any value I can for whoever's trying to start a business or think about it. You know, in any type of uh, my life experiences. So I'm I'm here to help. Phenomenal. Well, let's start on the negative side then and go straight into all your failures because like I said off air to you, I've failed a few times. We've had a lot of people probably listening who have failed and I think the hardest thing for people to learn and I, I heavily see this as often the difference between successful and, and people who aren't successful is they fail once and give up. You failed more than 20 times with businesses. What lessons did failure teach you? But before going into that, maybe touch on a little bit of, of those ventures and, and why they failed yeah so um to without taking five hours you know going through <laughs> each dissertation on each company yeah 
I just want to take a broad step at this question, a broad stab at this question. Absolutely. You know, after, you know, you have your first failure and second failure and you just, you just keep, if you just keep going, you know, you learn that the biggest lesson in failure, number one, is that it's just part of the process. You know, a failure is, and you're, you're, you're labeling a failure, but you're, you're labeling it. And I guess society labels it as a failure or, you know, obviously the people that put money and time into that particular project, if it doesn't go well and you have to shut it down, you know, they could label it as a failure, but personally it's, it's, it's a lesson, you know? So, so I think there's so, there, the word failure, it ha, it has a negative connotation when it comes to business. I think a business is a formula that you're putting together and you're putting together all these different pieces to that formula. And if you get it right, you know, the rewards could be exponential. Um, and, but most likely you're going to get it wrong, you know, because yeah. if you look at the amount of successes there are to the attempts that are, because you don't hear about all the attempts, you know, no, you don't. there are, there are thousands of companies being started each day and ideas that are fermented into somebody taking action to try to create that idea, this reality. And it just doesn't go right. And that for a multitude of different reasons. But when you're looking at the process of building a business, not getting what you want out of it. Yeah, sure. That could be considered a failure, but in reality, you're just learning, you're learning date, you're, you're, you're taking in data and that data is telling you you're on the wrong, you're on the wrong, the formulas you know, effed up. I don't know. You're allowed to swear, go for it by all means. This is the young. This is the word young. And I, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm so happy to be on the show. Cause like, I, I, I feel like I'm be, being considered young now. Tell you so what, if I'm Jason. part of that same genre, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely on my way. You're out. absolutely part of the same genre. And that's why I'm so glad that you've come on because you're a little bit ahead of everybody else. In fact, further ahead than most people in this space. And that's why I really like your opinion and I really respect your opinion. And so you said before, it's not a loss. It's a learning experience. Are you looking at that now from years down the line and you're able to look back? Or could you genuinely say to me that when you were in this time, you were losing, you were failing, were you still seeing it throughout the whole experience as, as learning mm. experience or not? It definitely comes along the way. Yeah. But I will tell you, it's like, it's like fighting, yeah. right? Like a UFC fighter. Like, are you going to give up because you got punched in the face? You know, that's part of the game that you're in. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think, I think that there's a false sense of reality on growing a business because the media glamorizes these amazing wins. Yeah. Somebody sold their company for a billion gazillion dollars. Somebody raised a, a gazillion dollars. And, and that, that becomes sort of like the, 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 the goal, right? Yeah. I think the goals are fucked up. I think that when you start a business, you know, the goal should, shouldn't just be the outcome. It should just be the lessons you learn along the way. Yeah. And, and, and if you look at it like a process, like, like getting into a fight, you know, you're going to get punched in the face, you know, you're going to, you're going to get knocked down. You know, you might even go down for the count, Yeah. but as long as you get up, you're tougher, your skin is thicker. You learn how to dodge punches. You learn where to focus your energy on. You learn how to increase your stamina and all those things come throughout the whole process of growing a business. Growing something out of nothing is one of the hardest things in the world to do. Mm-hmm. So if you get that right, right, which nobody really gets that right. I mean, and, and it would 
it would seem like the way to the top is a straight line yeah going right to the heavens yeah but in reality every single successful successful entrepreneur has a story that looks more like this that nobody sees yeah so if i would say that if it's one thing to to if you're aspiring to be an entrepreneur if you're looking to build something out of nothing prepare your mind prepare your soul for the crushing blows that lie ahead because that's what the game is yeah the game isn't oh let me make something that doesn't exist and because it doesn't exist and it's a really great idea i'm gonna get a billion dollars yeah that that's like looking at like i'm a big fan of major league baseball it's like looking at the yankees right yeah. who are the most successful franchise in sports history and watching them gloriously play this game and thinking that you could be on the field with them because they make it look so fucking easy yeah right yeah but it's not it's not this game is long it's a marathon it is not a sprint and the best thing you could do to prepare is to accept that to accept the process how do you prepare for that though jason when there's the outside influence because I'm sure you've been through it. So many people go through it. There's obviously the influence of failing because people back out, investors maybe back out. The business model just doesn't work. But then on top of that, for so many people, they have the people in their inner circle. And I'm sure you've had it. 20 failed businesses, you were probably told you're not cut out to be an entrepreneur. You should maybe go and find a nine to five. (laughs) How do you deal with the objections that other people are presenting to you and still have that belief in yourself that, you know, all it takes is one to make your life. Well, you know, there's a lot of questions wrapped into that, but I just, I'm inspired to tell you something out of those questions. I think I'm inspired to listen. I thanks, man. This is going, this is going great. (laughs) (laughs) No. So I, I think that, I think that, you know, the saying that you, you are the sum of the closest four people you have around you. Mm-hmm. I think that that's extremely relevant when you're trying to do something different, yeah. like build a business, like build something out of nothing. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, if you surround yourself around the right people, you're not going to get that negative energy constantly. Yeah. You're going to get that positive reinforcement and even just dose of reality. Look, some people just shouldn't be trying to build a business, right? And if you're the kind of person that doesn't get excited about the uncertainty of life and the problem solving that you have to do along the way every single day when you get up in the morning, it might not be for you. And if if your intentions are to build a business because you want freedom, because you want to make a billion dollars, you know, those aren't really the, 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 the worldly systemic intentions that get you through the tough times that you're going to go through to actually build your business. Yeah. If you are, if you, if you are the type of person that really wants to solve a problem and really believes that your solution to that problem is the world needs it to exist. You you know that it needs to exist and you would do anything to make that happen. And you're excited about the fight that you're about to get into then you're more than likely the person that's supposed to be doing it doesn't mean you're going to be successful because there are many different factors that go into that but it means that you have the the fortitude to put yourself into that situation no and i think that that. you have to be super soulful you know you have to be authentic with yourself you know so the way i've learned to do it is to talk realness 
to talk the realities like with you and yeah. your audience and anybody who asks me like this is the real shit and some people go oh man that's horrible yeah and then i'm like okay you know it might not be for you and some people go you just totally like jazzed me up mm -hmm. like i am rock and rolled and ready to go that's more likely the person that should be in this game and should and shouldn't shouldn't be i love that no that's such a you you seem like you've got such a unique perspective on on entrepreneurship because a lot of people when they talk about entrepreneurship they don't the first thing they isn't say they don't sorry the first thing they say is not whether you're passionate about problem solving or whether you're energetic about what you're going into the first thing they say is regardless of how passionate you are you need to have the skills to go on into entrepreneurship but i'm sure from your perspective and from my perspective as well as a as a business owner now of of two years the entrepreneurship skill is a learned skill and i think the first thing that you get is like you said if you have the emotional drive and you have the energy to to put up with setbacks because that's what 90 percent of the game consists of but if you love that game then there's the potential to succeed and you're probably one of the biggest testaments out there to that so um credit to you wow. um in terms Thanks, of <laughs> yeah so you had all these failed businesses and then you found ali you're so funny you're like you're a huge testament and then let's talk about all the times you fucked up no i'm just kidding. i no, i love that though i love <laughs> no, that I know, though, I know, because I know. it's I'm never just... ever talked about you know jason yeah. and and i know i'm young i'm 21 years old but I've fucked up a lot of times already in my life, Amen. you know, and, and, and so uh, to find someone like you awesome. who has also done it, the, yeah. now that I'm sort of trying to, I am finding a little bit of success after having all the negativity and the outside influence around me that is trying to condition me that you're not cut out for this game, I think is, it's, it's a beautiful thing to find someone like you who has, who's gone through it and has made it. So that's why yeah. I'm really excited about this. So. Yeah, I wanna... no, I, yeah, yeah. And by the way, not to interrupt you, I just no, want to tell you true. like, um, so that's the re the reality also is look, look at what you're doing right now with this. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just look at this shit and they're like, you know, oh, there's a million podcasts out there. There's so many different things to listen to. This shit's hard, man, to get guests to want to be on the show, to pick a format, to edit it, to find Absolutely. people that do post and pre-production and not, and think about that, not only for your career, like, I'm sure this isn't like making you a gazillion dollars, but Absolutely it's great not. for networking. I mean, it's a really interesting way to network. The fact that you're thinking along those lines, I think is very impressive for somebody your age. And the fact that you're Thank thinking you. about things in terms of like, I have failures, but that is, you know, I, I, you, you earn your stripes. You know, you earn, you earn it, right? The, I love the saying, it took me 10 years to look like an overnight success. <laughs> because that's exactly what it that's exactly what it is hey you know? jason you... It, I'd, i hate to interrupt you but if you were to look at my story my instagram story this morning i put that on my story remember this in 10 years time when i'm considered an overnight success so that is hilarious yeah. that you said it my apologies <laughs> continue no it's all good man i i love when crazy things like that happen <laughs> but it's 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 a you know you got to live by that credo in your experience and it's it's so it shows to me that you're on the path of of this under this 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 re realization of what you're really getting yourself into yeah. because in the magazines and in the in the the columns and the blogs and the and the posts in between those wins that everybody likes to gloat about there are a million gazillion people that are trying and failing and and in the mud and and just can't get out Absolutely. you know and just can't get out and 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 if you're 
if you're fixated, and this is something that I've been meditating on for the past few years, like yeah. if you're fixated on the outcome and you're not fixated on the process, then you're, you're really setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And the real, the, the, the re rationale behind that statement is that you really, there's so many different realities that create the outcome that you don't have control over. There's luck. You know, there's a lot of luck. You got to be at the right place at the time. You can have the best per and I just said this on like another podcast. So I'm going to repeat what, what I said, exactly what I said, Go for it. You, you can have the right people in the room. You can have the best developers. You could have the best creatives. You could have the best branding. You can have the best idea, but then the platform that you're hosting on goes out of business or the laws change and you can't produce your product anymore or the fucking coronavirus comes and wipes your shit away. Like yeah. there's so many things that have to line up for you to be successful that you shouldn't be focused on success being the outcome. What, you sh what we, sh we should be doing and what I, what I wish I could tell my younger self is fall in love with the process. Absolutely. Fall in love with this shit. Fall in love with building things. Fall in love with bonding with your team. Fall in love with talking to your clients, Absolutely. your potential clients. Fall in love with your the, putting together a PowerPoint presentation on describing what it is you're doing. You know, you fall in love with those pieces, and you can't lose. You can't lose. Yeah, no, that's such a such a incredible perspective because, you know, it's funny. I uh, I own a digital marketing agency, and for coronavirus right now, for a lot of businesses, regardless of how well you're doing, they simply can't bring in business. And so over the weekend, yeah. over the weekend, I lost four clients within the space of an hour. Yeah. And a year yeah. ago, I probably would have been depressed for about two months because that's probably a third or a fourth of the monthly income from those clients that's just gone like that. But as soon as you put yourself in that mindset, which I'm, I'm learning as I go here, as soon as you put yourself in that mindset that it's all part of the game and become grateful, I think I'm, I'm becoming more and more grateful that I'm having these experiences now because for example, my mom had a really successful business that got taken away from her when she was about 40 years old. And at that point, whether you have the motivation and energy and all that sort of stuff drops away, but I'm learning here and I'm so grateful that I'm experiencing this failure and this negativity now because I genuinely believe that if I didn't have it now, then all the success that's going to come is not is not going to come until I've hit those those road bumps. Because, like you said, it's such a learning experience. So, um, well, I would I would agree with everything you said, and I'm really happy at your age. You're taking a lot of risks, and this is the time to not take yourself too seriously because you don't have all those tangible responsibilities in life. You could fuck up as much as you want right now, and really, you have so much time to bounce back. But 40s not old. <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot of time left to create shit there's a lot of time left absolutely i think what i saw from from those people around me that have failed at that age is because they often feel like they are getting on that they feel like it's taken 20 to 30 years to create what they they have done and so they look at the remainder of their life and think if i want to be done by 60 65 then it feels old but i completely agree with you by the way i'm going to be working till i'm about 86 87 years old when I'm on All my right. deathbed, still creating something. So <laughs> I love I that. I think you're going to live to 150. So that's, that's you my- You think so uh, with the way the world's going? I do, I do, I do. Okay, well, I do. oh, I sure hope so. Um, <laughs> anyway, so let's pivot a little bit. You you obviously, we've talked about the failure now. You, you fell into Ali. 
Talk about Ali a little bit. For those who don't know what it is, what is it? Sure. So um, Ali's a lot of things, but the what, what we were originally the, the original thesis on Ali and the reason why we started the business in the first place is we wanted to bring a bunch of really great people together. Yeah. We really wanted to surround ourselves. We wanted a community of like-minded people yeah. that are working on interesting things that wanted to help other people. So we started as this community shared space, which morphed into a product, um, mostly because of like the rise of WeWork, into a category called co-working, right? Which yeah. everybody knows what it is now. But when we started the business 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, there really wasn't, there was only three types of these type of spaces in New York City. Right. And that was like WeWork and there was a couple of others and you couldn't walk down it now today, well, pre-corona, you couldn't walk down a city block without bumping into one. Yeah. So it became extremely popular. The idea of putting people, bringing people together and entrepreneurship at the same time took on a different tone. Yeah. You know, people went from like wanting, your age went from like, you know, wanting to work for a really large organization, like a Goldman Sachs type of organization. Yeah. And then they wanted to build their own thing. And there was sort of like this, like entrepreneurial renaissance where everybody, everybody wanted to start a business. So you mix those two things together with spaces that were open to help people build a business. Um, but we didn't start it from a real estate perspective. We really started it because we wanted a bird's eye view into new innovation that was happening, especially in New York City, because that's where we started the company. So you wanted to so, be hands-on with all of these businesses? 100%. I yeah. felt like my so experiences smart. in building a business up to that point, I didn't realize how powerful that that was of, of, of support until I started getting in the room with these young founders. And then they just were listening to me and they're like, wow, you you like totally helped me. I'm like, I did. I'm like, I didn't even know this information was useful. Yeah. You know, you have to realize when I first started my business, my first business, yeah. um, my parents, they didn't know how I made money. They thought I was a drug dealer because <laughs> the idea of starting a business was so far out. Yeah. You know, it was like my generation, you either, you know, you went to be a lawyer or a doctor or, you know, you, you went on to work for a big company the idea of dropping out of college and like starting in your own company was so foreign. It was like, and then making money, it was like, Oh, it must be illegal. Yeah. You know, you must be doing something wrong. So like that was the world I was in back then. Yeah. You know? So when you're building and learning, you know, you're not, you don't have access to podcasts the way you do now. You don't have access to these communities that are out now. So I thought, that since this was so valuable at the time where we were at in 2010 ish, you know, why not create a space that, that, that I didn't have yeah. that I would have thrived in like yeah. the people that I wanted to meet yeah. if I would have had a magic wand. And that's essentially what we did. And we built a really special space. Now the company pivoted naturally. So back then it was more space related and it was like membership driven. Now we found that a lot of these organizations, these very early stage organizations, these extremely innovative individuals that are working on new products and services, they don't have a lot of money yeah. and they need support. And as venture starts to get very complicated and more difficult to raise money, we noticed a trend in the last few years that these big, large organizations, these fortune 50 companies, they have a ton of need to innovate and they want to tap into these communities. So we, we developed a, a service that connects 
these small, amazing organizations that have little to no resources with some of the largest companies in the world that have a ton of resources. They don't just don't know exactly what to do with it. Wow. And we built a business off of it. So now as a member of so Valley, you built a business likely, building businesses. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, helping people build their business. Yeah. Right. So it's not like we're not taking any equity unless we invest. We have a small fund where we invest in some of the companies. Um, but for the most part, we're working with some of the largest companies in the world and connecting them um, to this type of community, to this type of activity. Yeah. Uh, we've been extremely successful at it. One of our large, largest clients and investors is Verizon, uh, which is one of the largest telecom companies in the world. Yep. And uh, they've been amazing. And we've been able to grow these incubation spaces you know, across the country yeah. um, and then morph into more programming. And we're even doing that now during COVID. We even be able, we've been able to take our connectivity uh, goals, our yeah. values to yeah. connect these two together. And we brought that digitally online. So the business sort of morphed along the years around, but the, the, you know, we use the word pivot, but in reality is like a natural progression of the business. It's like a breathing organism that we kind of shepherded along the way. Yeah. Um, I don't run the business anymore, Yeah. No, but, um, that. but, but that's, uh, that's essentially what it's become today. Wow. <laughs> and did you always have the visions for it to become this? Because people talk about like, you should have these long-term visions with, with everything you go on and something maybe we'll talk about at a later point in the podcast that as a CEO and a founder, in order to lead other people, you need to have a clear vision for where you want everything to go. Touch on that a little bit. Did you have those visions or did it just sort of all happen? Uh, well, visions, I think visions, I think anytime you, you write something in stone, you're again, you're setting yourself up for failure. I think the best thing you could do is set yourself up for agility. So you build a world around what people want right. and what you can create value around. Um, but the, the vision of creating value never changed, right? That was authentic to us since day one. We wanted to put value in people's lives. We wanted to connect people to opportunity. Now the products and the services may change, may have changed. They innovated themselves, yeah. um, but the value, the value, the value and mission have never changed along the way. Right. So it's authentic to us. Right. Um, so again, as a lesson, um, what I would tell you know aspiring entrepreneurs is that again, when you're so stuck on these outcomes. Like, oh, I said it, so it has to be the way it is. That's not the way things work. And if you look at every major successful company, nine times out of 10, they didn't start as that, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, PayPal started as a Palm Pilot application. I don't even know if you know what a Palm Pilot is. Not got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, the original smart device. Right. <laughs> um, it, it was the predecessor to the smartphone. So like... Um, you know, Reddit started the company, they got together to build a, a food delivery service, Yeah. you know, and it became, you know, what it became, it's, you get really great people around you, you listen to what the market tells you, you read, you, 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 you build and shape your ideas around what's working and what not, what's not working. You put your ego to the side, you build a resilience, a thick skin, and you move forward. And the chances are you're going to build something potentially sustainable. It seems like your whole life, Jason, you've been, you obviously considered an unbelievable innovator, but if I'm speaking correctly here, it seems like the innovation has come through testing and learning. You went into entrepreneurship, tested, failed, lost. You went into Ali, 
maybe didn't fail, but you tested, learned the market, succeeded. You've obviously partnered with Verizon and 5G in a time where it's not even really out or popular yet. And so maybe that's a good place to pivot into this innovation side. Where do you see or what do you attribute to your innovational sort of mindset in the respect that you went into entrepreneurship when it wasn't necessarily cool? You, uh, you've obviously now, you're in the world of 5G with Verizon. Where do you see this innovative mindset in getting into spaces before they become popular? Because you're almost a pioneer of the space. You know, I maybe, you know, it, maybe it could be perceived at that. I don't really see it that way. I feel like I like to get into spaces that are proven. Like, look, you know, WeWork was there before us and the, there was wait lists to get into these spaces. And I met some amazing people there. Yeah, There was a space called Newark City very early on in New York where community was just like thriving in there. So I, I got inspired by that. So I didn't, I didn't create the idea. And I would, I would say that, you know, is that right around myself, just learning and living and learning and living, Yeah. you know, I think like, look, it's like playing a video game, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna simplify entrepreneurship down to, you know, simple labels, but I want to make some analogies that might hit home for your audience. Yeah. If you play a video game once and you, and you, and you get beat, you know, you, you on that first level and you get the shit kicked out, you never pick up the video game again. What did you learn about that game? You learned how to turn it on. You learned how to face a challenger and you lost and you don't pick it up. Entrepreneurship is picking that joystick back up. It's picking that controller back up and it's, 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 it's learning. It's learning. It's learning the moves. It's learning how to duck. It's learning how to find those gems, those little Easter eggs. Right. And then be, lo and behold, you play it a thousand times repetitive over and over again. There's things that you learn. So I say this often, and this is actual, this is reality. I am definitely not the smartest person in the room. I just won't give up. And when you have that mentality, you're going to learn. It is like default. You might suck at certain things and you might not like certain things and you might love certain things. And that's where, you know, some spirituality has to come in. You know, you need to kind of push your ego out of it and you need to look inside yourself. Like, what are you authentically good at? What do you suck at? What can you, who can you build around you that, that, that creates true power and diversity to build something um, uh, great and meaningful. And I think that not like anybody different. I just won't, I'm just stubborn as shit. Yeah. And I won't give up and I, I just keep going. And in that becomes all of these lessons. And that's why I yell and that's why I talk. And that's why I do blogs and podcasts. And that's why I agree to do things like this. Cause that's my, that's my gift to the world. The, 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 so you don't potentially have to get kicked in the face so much. You, you know, you will get kicked in the face so much. So the blow doesn't hurt so much. So you're yeah. prepared for it. Well, it's real and it's authentic, you know, and it's inspiring and that's why we've got you on here. And so I saw a quote that you said, I think it was on your Instagram and it's one of my favorite quotes. Um, and it said, I, you said, I like jumping out of a plane and building a parachute on the way down. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Well, it's like you're, you're going into the unknown, you know, you're like figuring things out as you go, you know, I mean, every day when you wake up in the morning, there's nothing, there's nothing that's certain about that day. 
And in the world of entrepreneurship, it's magnified because you, you're going to face problems. Yep. And, 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 and it's your job to figure out what problems you should think about solving because there's going to be a thousand. And you, ha you don't have all of the energy and time in the world. So you, you, the better you come, the better you become at entrepreneurship and building a business, the more adept you will become at picking what problem to solve. There's fires going on all around you. Yeah. Which one do you decide to put out? And the, the people that I find, the most successful people that I've ever met in my whole life, just make the right decision on what fire to put out. That's such an incredible lesson. I think I'm probably have been in the past one of the biggest culprits of that, that you wake up every day and you initially the night before maybe set your schedule and then some days you end up spending the entire day and you haven't accomplished anything that you have in your schedule because there's all these fires that if you look at the big scheme of things, they aren't really going to affect your business, but they feel so important to you at the time. And so yeah. how did you manage to to just accept the fact that maybe some of these fires weren't going to be solved and just deal with the fact that as an entrepreneur, you do have 250, a thousand things going on every day. And, and how did you go about sort of prioritizing those things? Did you write it down or, or did you just learn from other people or? Yeah, I'm, I'm listen, I'm still figuring it out. You know, I mean, the, the reality is you never stop learning that. And you, sometimes you make wrong moves. Sometimes you put out the wrong fires. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you put out the right fire. Sometimes oh, there's a lot of luck involved. You know, the story. Sometimes the story is told after the fact. You know, hindsight has 20/20 vision, right? Like you can look back and say, "Oh shit, I made the right decision." But like going into it, sometimes you just don't know, and you got to go with your gut. You know, and I'm my grandfather had this saying. He used to say, uh, "The smartest people, smart people, learn from their own mistakes." the smartest people in the world learn from other people's mistakes and just stupid people never learn at all. Right. So I'm sort of like been in the middle. Yeah. You know, I'm, I really try to learn from other people's mistakes, but I got to feel that fire. You know, that's just the way I am. So it's like you get burnt enough, you know, you, 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 you know what fire feels like, you know, again, it's a, it's a, it's a growth thing. It's a, it's a maturity thing. I don't want to use age. Some people are great right off the jump. You know, you have 18 year olds that build billion dollar businesses, just get it. You know, I'm not one of them. You know, I, I gotta get hurt. I got I'm like a ping pong, you know, like <laughs> a pinball machine. You're drawn to I it. I gotta go through that, you know? Yeah, you have to be a little bit, you know, ready. For, you gotta be a lot. You gotta be ready for that, you know? But um, trial by fire, for sure. Did you have mentors that, that taught you that? You obviously threw, threw yourself in, no doubt about that. But did you invest in people and do you have, do you see an importance for young people to invest in mentors? So I would challenge you to, I would challenge you. I would challenge anybody aspiring to build anything to really find the mentor in anyone, you know, that you can, you can take bits I don't, and pieces. I, from I don't, other I don't really, it, yes. Uh, but let me granular, let me give a granular approach to that yeah. real quick. So like, um, um, there's a, I think we have a labeling problem. You know, I think there's way too many labels, you know, yeah. around ev everything in life, but like, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, you know, you label success as like this, you label a mentor as this, you label your skills as this, when really, you know, you do a bunch of things, you wear many hats, your skills can't be isolated and so on and so forth. When it comes to mentors, I think that's a really big labeling problem. 
I think we can learn from everyone. Absolutely. You know, I wrote an article about this a few years ago about finding the mentors all around us. You know, when I was young, I think one of the best jobs I ever had in my life that taught me about the real world, I was a waiter, right? I waited tables and I learned how to get the shit kicked out of me. You know, I learned how to like hustle for tips because we worked for tips. There was no minimum wage back then. Yeah. You know, waiters and shit. And um, my manager at this restaurant was a was just a, a mean she just wanted it done and she was mean as hell. Yeah. But you respected the shit out of her. And she 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 showed you what that fire's like. And for most people, she was like labeled a bitch. For me, she was an absolute inspiration. Mm-hmm. She was like toughening us up to deal with the assholes that were yeah. sitting down at this restaurant every day. So she was a mentor, you know? But she was a manager of a restaurant. So like, you know, I think that, you know, people think of like this college professor type, oh, that's my mentor, you know, or like a a successful entrepreneur, that's my mentor. But what about your parents, right? What about your uncle, you know, that taught you not to run in the middle of the street and has all these life lessons that you can apply to other things if you just thought about it differently? You know, what about those people in life? So I think like, I agree. Yes, you do need mentors in your life for sure. I do believe we do build out. See, that's part of what I'm doing right now with my life. I'm building structure, men, structured mentorship programs to bring opportunity for those that wouldn't normally have the opportunity to, to meet these people. Yeah. But we have to start thinking about things differently. If you're a young aspiring entrepreneur, I would I would look at the world around you and how you can learn from everything. How you can and in learn from that it. effect, everything's a me- everything and every person you meet is a potential mentor. Absolutely. No, they also talk about learning from elderly people when you go and speak to them about what they regret and, and learning from people who maybe make 30000 a year and listening to them talk about how maybe their life hasn't turned out the way and you can learn something from that. And so it's such a cool perspective to think about that, that every single person you meet, if you put yourself in the right mind frame, you can take something away from them. And so I think that's such an incredible lesson from pe- for people. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe the person that makes $30,000... You know that's that's great for them. Like that's what they want. You know, like you can't you can't just judge people for what you believe is success. You know, that's another thing that's like, you know, a, a very potent thing that I learned in my life. Let's go into that then judgment because that goes a little bit into what everything you've talked about. You seem like you're a big advocate for people not judging anyone. Talk about that. Well, well, I have different feeling. I mean. So I don't believe, I don't, I believe that life is a series of challenges and we need to be, if you want to be great, if you want to be really great, not just in business, in your whole life, then you have to embrace positivity, right? You have to, and, 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 and label negativity for what it is. And I believe that negatively judging things or putting people into a box because of the color of their skin or their financial profile. I think that, that I can't connect myself to that. I think that those are not mature thoughts and I feel very disconnected from that mentality. I empathize with it at times because of people's upbringing and their education Circumstantial, levels. right? A lot of times. Uh, circumstantial, but I feel that, you know, we owe it to ourselves as humans if we want to be great to be the best version we can of ourselves. And part of that is 
not irrationally judging people. Yeah. I think that's a great lesson for entrepreneurship and young entrepreneurs as well. That like going back to the lessons thing and learning something from everybody as well. Like I was probably a culprit of this. When you start out, you think you can only learn from entrepreneurs and you think you can only listen to entrepreneurs and you almost judge everybody else. And that's what I was doing initially. I was like, oh, well, you haven't made it. Why would I listen to you? Or you haven't done this. Why would I listen to you? And so I think that's a really, really cool sort of mindset that embrace positivity all around you and find the positivity in everybody, but at the same time, be real. And that's why I want to ask you, how have you been able to embrace positivity when maybe at times in your younger life and even now, negative people are thrown into your life? Do you get rid of them? Do you silence them out? What is it? I'm still, I'm still learning a lot, you know? Yeah. But the reality is that I find that when I allow myself, when I invest in myself and I invest in putting the right people around me, when I take time into curating real authentic relationships, some of the most amazing things happen, not just in business, in life, you know? And that's something that um, it's still a work in progress. Yeah. You know, I find it very hard to just get people just because, you know, I find so much negativity going on or, or somebody, you know, produces themselves and shows themselves as a negative individual. You know, it's, it's really hard to hit the cancel button. It's an ongoing thing because intuitively I want to help them. Yeah. You know, like yeah. instinct, instinctively, I want to bring them to a reality, but many times you just can't, you know, you just can't, and it's not your responsibility at the end of the day. Um, but I try and picking your battles, you know, it's like, it's like much of everything, you know, you can, you can profile building a business to many aspects in life itself. The way you build your business, the way you roll your life, you know, is, 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 is very connected. And what I mean by that is that, you know, in business, you know, it's a really easy decision to just fire a bad worker, yeah. you know, but in life, you know, it's not easy. It's not just easy to fire a friend, right? No, but if you can, you know, make those conscious decisions to not surround yourself around negativity, um, you're just like your business will benefit from it. Your personal life will benefit from it too. So I'm getting better at it, yeah. you know, but I, I, by any means, I'm, I'm still learning. You if know, there's anything I've learned from, from the three or four years that I've been in business. And even before that, it's that and maybe you feel this way as well. There's often people that you try to convince. And I, I've realized that people, maybe it's circumstantial. Maybe it's just the way they were born. They, you can't convince the unconvincible, you know, I've had it with, with people in my close space, friends, family at times where you, you try your hardest to convince them. And all it ends up in is this tension and, and butting heads. And, and that's been, that's happened to me both in business and in personal life. And I want to touch sure. on it a little bit for you in business. You obviously, you've been in the investment space, you've obviously been in the, the business and entrepreneurship space. When you look at working with someone and going into business with someone, what do you look at first? Their intelligence and what they bring to the table or do you look at them as a person and the relationship that you have with them? It's a really, 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 really good question. Um, well, number one, I think the first thing that I do is look at in business is I look at myself. Yeah. Like, what am I good at and what am I, what do I suck at? Yeah. Right. And that's a tr and, and, and I know I'm using these simple words, but it's extremely like soulful process. Yeah. 
you know, you really need to look inside yourself and be very, very honest with yourself. And you need to openly admit to yourself, you know, what you need. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of diversity, especially in business, because if you build a company and you surround yourself around people that are from the same backgrounds that have the same exact skill sets than you, then what, then how are you solving multiple problems? You know, you really need to look at the world as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as an extremely diverse set of problems, right? Um, when it comes to running your life and especially running a business. So th that's the, that's my first grounded thought. It's like, what am I not good at? What am I missing? Who can I bring around me that is good at what I'm not good at, yeah. you know, being honest. And then after you choose that, after you think about that, it's about value alignment. You know, are we aligned with the same values, you know? And then do we, tr the first thing is backing up for a second yeah. is do we trust each other? Right. Cause you can't build anything off of mistrust. If you don't trust someone or if they don't trust you, you, you gotta, you, you it's not going to work. You know, it's just, it, 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 tr trust is the critical path item to moving forward on anything, relationships, yeah. business, everything. The person could be so skilled, the best programmer in the world, the best marketer in the world, but that you don't trust them. Yeah. So how do you know they're going to be around forever? You know, how are you going to be vulnerable with them? Because trust is, a, is not just a business connection. It's, it, it's a pathway to allow you to be vulnerable. So you could talk about your weaknesses to them, yeah. right? You have to trust that they're not going to exploit that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's trust and vulnerability and it's, it's, what are you not good at? It's what do you feel somebody is good at? You know, and I always ask this, I kind of reverse this engineer. Like I, I always ask like, would I, even if I'm hiring, like, would I work for this person? Right. Right. Would I, would I report into them? You know, and I look at that, like, um, you know, because I don't feel this is another topic altogether, but it's, I'm going to connect it. Absolutely. I don't really feel like when you're running a business, like I don't feel that your employees work for you. You know, this is your business, right? This is your ownership. They don't own the business. They work for you. They, they, they work for the business. So you can't expect that level of commitment that you have, and you can't expect them to be as invested soulfully invested in this project as you are. So in essence, you work for them, right? So like, I always look at it like that. Like if I work for this person, like how are we going to interact? You know, would I, would I trust that they're going to lead us for me to make the right decisions for them to be successful in that role? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's sort of like a salad bowl of an answer. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's a lot in there, you know, that, uh, that, 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 makes my decision easier for who I should potentially be around to do anything. Absolutely. And that sort of leads into the topic on leadership because entrepreneurs, you have to be a leader in a way, but you, you talked about there that you feel like you work for your employees. And so what's your take on, on leadership? Do you have to be an authoritative figure? Do you, is the most important thing being a listener is the most important thing being aware of what's going on? around you and listening to the consumer what is the most important thing do you think in being a this big overarching leader of a company 
Well, I think there's not one answer to that question. I think it, it's about being, it's about authenticity. Yeah. Like, are you, what type of person are you all authentically? Like I'm not, I'm a horrible micromanager. So if I try to micromanage, you know, I just suck at it. Yeah. You know, it's like you get the, so like, I'm like, uh, I'll put you in the role and let you do your thing. People must and love like working if, for you then. <laughs> no, not, not, you know, sometimes, but sometimes but with the right people, sometimes it gets very overwhelming. Right. You know, if you're yeah. not, if you're not, you know, if you're not walking them through a process, you know, then you're expecting them to develop the process then um, sometimes it could be overwhelming for certain people. You know, it's mm -hmm. got to gel. It's got to be right. Look, you got to weed through everything. You got to test everything out. You got to be authentic with yourself. You know, you got to find what type of person you really are. Entrepreneurship is a really good way of bringing the truth out if you're willing to listen to it. And your leadership qualities and skills and your style will come out when you start to see some form of positive reception to the way you're being whether or not you're you built something like crazy and you're happy about it whether or not your customers are really happy because a project you worked on works and it clicks whether or not you're happy with the people in the room that you're doing it with you'll get some positive reinforcement that you're going in the right direction yeah. as well as you'll get some negative criticism if you're willing to listen to it yeah and I think like if you're willing to be authentic about those type of attributes and you're willing to really listen to that, you'll figure out what type of leader you really are. Yeah. You can't fake the funk though. Yeah. Well, Jason, I think that's an unbelievable way to close it out. What a, what a way to end it. Jason Saltzman, what an inspiring guest. There's not going to be many more inspiring than this man. He's failed. He's succeeded. He's been through the ringer. He's found his way out. Jason, before we close it out, where can people find you? Um, so at my Instagram at Jason Saltzman, my Twitter's at Saltzman Jason. Some incredible tweets on there, by the way. I've been through it. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. And good luck to you, man. I really appreciate what you're doing. I hope, I hope this helps you and your listeners. Well, I appreciate it big time. To everybody else, give me a follow at Billy Garton Jr. Don't forget to subscribe to the Inspiring Young Aspires podcast. We're manifesting the journey here. I've said it once, I've said it twice, I've said it a million times. This is going to be a top 25 business podcast. We're getting people on with some incredible stories, not just to inspire you, but to spur you into action. See you soon.